0: One thing I promised myself I'd always do on this show whenever things got a little dry was to not force issues and instead to have some fun. We're going to do a little bit of that today. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball, both of which have things actually happening right about now. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates. Going to do a little bit of Mount Rushmore today. There is an amount Rushmore list that hasn't already happened, so I'm not going to pretend this is breaking any kind of ground, but it will hopefully provide a little bit of insight as to how I feel about the Steelers as a franchise historically, their place not only in the National Football League, but also in our own city's lore. And I'm going to start with the simplest and most basic of them all. And that would be your Pittsburgh Steelers, Mount Rushmore. Your four guys that absolutely unequivocally have to be up there. And I'm gonna limit it on purpose to players. So I'm not gonna get into any of the three coaches who've been around for a hundred years and everything else, okay? Or owners or Roonies or anything like that. Four players, plain and simple. Ready? One is really easy because he was the greatest of all of the Steelers. I can't imagine there's anyone who would dispute that Mean Joe Green should have the most prominent spot on that particular mountain. It was upon his broad shoulders that this franchise was built. A beautiful pick by Chuck Knoll. A fantastic foundation upon which to build a defense, which in turn was a fantastic foundation upon which to build four Super Bowls. My next one up there will be, I'm going to say this in advance, the only other selection from the Super 70 Steelers, which will be unpopular, I know, that's going to be Terry Bradshaw. You play the most important position, you win four Super Bowls, you play a Pivotal part in all four of those Super Bowls, and you are going to come ahead of Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Mike Webster. Oh my goodness, the, the list is so long. I didn't even mention Mel Blunt. You see how this goes? It's really, really tough to separate the 70s Steelers as individuals because they were so dominant as a collective. But here I am looking at the entire history from 1933 onward and still giving half of my Mount Rushmore, one from each side of the ball, to an eminently worthy guy. It is not a slight on anyone else. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh, Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. My third choice will be Troy Palomalu. And while I know that Troy didn't do the winning that those 70s guys did, he did do a lot of winning. Two Super Bowls for him. Defensive Player of the Year, Uh, and more than anything, I think Troy is the one guy in franchise history, and I do mean the one guy, who was such an outlier, such an exception, such a Martian, coming down to join us on this planet to find out what is this fun game called football in which you people participate He did things we've never seen before. And unlike Mel Blunt, who set a standard for corners and changed the way the game is played, the way the game is officiated, Troy did stuff we'll never see again. Think about what I'm saying here. He didn't just change the game. He was the change. And after that, there was no more change in that regard. Every other safety who's come along since then, who's been excellent, including Minka Fitzpatrick right now, has nothing in common with what Troy did. And my fourth, and you're probably figuring this out by now, since it's gone chronologically so far, that's Ben Roethlisberger. I feel okay with having two quarterbacks on the Mount Rushmore. I feel okay with having the franchise's all-time leader in games played on that Mount Rushmore. I feel terrific about having someone who was so instrumental, not just in the two Super Bowl championships, but also in a lot of other winning that occurred along the way and afterward there's a very real possibility that Ben was the most complete, most talented player in franchise history. He wasn't an anomaly or an outlier or a freak like Troy. And he doesn't have the added advantage of being some sort of mythical figure the way Green and Bradshaw and those 70s Steelers have ascended to. But his career... When we have a chance to look back on it without being blunted by the last couple of years or the pandemic or uh, him missing 2019, we're going to remember way more about the tackle in Indianapolis and the throw to San Antonio Holmes and the unbelievable, unparalleled connection that he had with Antonio Brown. Ben's, to me, an easy choice for this. One more Mount Rushmore, though, just for fun. Those of you who are longtime readers of mine won't be surprised by this at all, but it's the Mount Rushmore of civic figures in our city. Four people. I wrote a column back when I was with the Tribune Review upon the passing of Mr. Knoll that I felt he belonged on our city's Mount Rushmore and everything that's happened here, all the immense personalities who've come out of here, whether it's celebrities, entertainers, medical people, financial wizards, whatever it is that he belonged on there for his role. In defining who we are as a city in our worst possible time, that, of course, being the decade uh, that encompasses, it began in the late 70s and continued into the the early 80s where the steel mills closed. Today, that's a blessing. Our city is cleaner than it's ever been. Our city is reliant now on uh, medicine and tech. In tourism, those are actually our three biggest industries, and they're very consistent. They're very reliable. We're able to weather economic ups and downs better than most cities in our country. As a result, Mr. Knoll was the one who got us through that. Following his example, still quoting him all these years later on pretty much everything in society. I make fun of people who do it, but I also find it to be endearing. And by the way, I do it myself. The other three people on that Mount Rushmore are Jonas Salk, the creator of the polio vaccine. Andrew Carnegie, of course, a titan with the steel industry and a benefactor on top of that. And, of course, Mr. Rogers. Because it was one of our own who raised multiple generations of American children. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly & George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. Today's J1Q comes from Jake, and he's referencing yesterday's lead subject when he says, I loved the investment in the defense discussion. I do have a question about it. In the current version of the NFL, do the Steelers maximize their AFC North potential by having an expensive defense to counter three expensive offenses? In other words, does playing rock, paper, scissors six times a year, not to mention in the AFC at large, make sense? To me, that answer is yes. And to me, as long as I'm being a history guy today, that's been true for a long, 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 long time. If you go back over this franchise's real history, meaning from the day Mr. Knoll arrived in 1969, everything, everything, everything was built on defense, at least the everything part that succeeded. Now, say it again, with all due respect to Bradshaw, Franco, and everybody else, it was defense that won those four championships in the 1970s. It's a little bit murkier between offense and defense for the other two Super Bowls because it did take more of a mix, and you go over it, you know, the one in Detroit— The Steelers got the big run from Willie Parker that kind of stands out as the signature moment from that one. But in the one against the Cardinals was obviously, well, okay, that was kind of a split too between James Harrison's pick and Ben's pass to Santonio Holmes. But overall, when this team has been strong defensively, it's contended. And when it was woefully insufficient defensively, while at the same time outstanding offensively, and you know which period I'm talking about now, it it didn't really click. They'd make it to Foxborough, and that would be the end of it. But to your question, yeah, I like the idea of having a defense that can go into Cincinnati, Baltimore, or Cleveland and neutralize the other team's strength, just wipe it right off the map. And I'll like it that much more if they can fortify the positions we've been talking about for weeks now, particularly the defensive line, inside linebacker, and make sure that you take care of your existing cornerback and safety before they leave through free agency. If you do that, you're going to stay in the game, which we saw a lot from this team this past season to its credit. You're going to give your offense a chance not only to win you games, but arguably even more important over the course of time to mature to grow. To me, the most encouraging things that happened with this offense in 2022 weren't the late drives, the last minute, the two minute drives, whatever that Kenny was engineering to pull out an outcome. It was that Kenny and that group felt enough confidence and believed in each other enough that they could do that, that it wouldn't feel fluky, that it wouldn't be fluky. So, if the defense just does what it's supposed to do in 2023, and by that I mean, again, once the roster is reshaped, and you go with this offense... And hope somehow that the clouds will part and Matt Canada will be bequeathed an imagination and ingenuity and some daring and all these other things that I'm not sure that he has. (laughs) This could be a pretty good overall football team, including within the division. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers all week long and all the time. We'll do another one of these on Monday.